Well, hello again. It's time with tea. And I am tea with a little tea in my cup. Let me pour me just a little more. I started sipping beforehand. Guys, look. Today's topic, it was inspirational. It came to me. And I just want to throw it out there. The title of today's topic is Millennial versus Women of the Old. Okay? And we're talking, of course, in terms of relationships. You know, we may include some other stuff as well, but definitely relationships. So, and we're targeting, let's just say, someone who's trying to get married. Okay, the numbers, we're going to go ahead and put those out there. The number is 919-768-2486. That's 919-768-2486. And if you know of anyone dealing with domestic violence, you can call us at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. Guys, we have had people call in, you know, and have questions that need answers. So, we're going to get right into it. We're going to have a few commercial breaks, as usual, as Anchor requires those for me to get paid. But I do want you guys to know that, you know, whether I get paid or not, this is an inspiration for me, um, talking to you guys about some of my experiences, some of your experiences that you call in about, and just things that are hot topic concern. You know, it's the type of things that we're going to discuss. So, if you have ideas, please, please, you can email them, LatanyaDurham at AOL.com. Or you can just, like I said, text them to 919-768-2486. So, guys, my verses um, should get a few call-ins. Um, I'm going to classify myself as being favorable to the old heads or women of olden days or women of old as some people say um and the millennials um i'm not anti-millennial because there's some things that they do that make sense you know but some things i feel should not be shortcutted so let's get into it and unpack these ideas so the first thing i want to talk about is the fact that a lot of women say they want to be married That is their proclamation. They claim they want to be married. And then when we really get down to what it takes to be a wife, they're not with it. Let's see. Let's let's give examples. Um, Many of us may have come from single parent families. So we would not necessarily have witnessed firsthand um, what it takes in a marriage, the ups and downs. You may have only seen certain things like the Cosby Show or Good Times or, you know, All in the Family, different shows with the parents on the television acting out a part. But in fact, we don't always see what it takes to make any relationship work, the behind the scenes. And it is indeed work. Let's get that clear. Um, there's no magic. There's no coding. There's there's what worked for those people. And it may not work for the next people. So, 
I just want to get down to the fact that, you know, a lot of millennials are looking to uh, maybe celebrities and who are the biggest celebrities, but rap stars. Um, Like example, let's talk about Cardi B because she brags that she got the ring. She got the ring. You know, and but she did have to tolerate some stuff with jumping into a relationship with a man she hadn't known that long. So sometimes people jump into relationships because they are feeling a void for another, which is what I felt like probably happened to her, being that her first love, her lifelong love that she had been through a lot with, was um in prison and it would be a while before he would get out and you know a woman has needs and things of that nature and who's to say that if she really really loved that man that she couldn't wait a few more years for him but I don't think it was that type of relationship I think he was the at at that moment man of her life you know he was the love of her life because she was young and he was young and they were going through some things and she was learning herself and with her newfound fame of course she would probably pick someone in the industry or someone with similar interests as hers so she ended up with Offset and Offset may or may not have been ready for marriage and even Cardi may have not been quite ready. But I think Cardi is dedicated through her culture um, to being married. She's dedicated to the concept of family. And that's the type of things, no code, no magic, but that's the type of instillment that will allow a person to tolerate more in the name of the family, in the name of uh, the marriage whether she saw this or not in her upbringing her mother actually was divorced from her father so but again are we going to base our relationships advice on that of Cardi B and Offset no I'm just using them as an example of what what seemingly works for them or, you know, how they handle their situation. Um, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I'm going to kind of classify her in the millennials because millennials do follow her. But I am team old school. Let's get, get that clear. And the reason why I'm bringing them up because I think a lot of times we deal with people who really, really want things fast. Um, I'm not saying all millennials are alike. In fact, I know for a fact they're not all alike. My daughter is the total opposite. And I find myself being more millennial with music taste and things like that um, than my daughter. I have a wide range of likes. And it includes some millennial stuff. So, But anyway... Um, the verses, I came up with the idea because I realized that that's exactly what's going on in the world. Like, you know, 
some people are operating in the past and some people are operating in the future and some people operate in the present. But wherever you are, you have to be adaptable. Now, I just want to be able to help anybody. Um, but I've learned through being a coach and consultant for relationships and healing that some people are not they're saying they want healing but they're not ready to heal just like women that say they want to be married but that they're not ready to be a wife and then one of the things I've noticed um, a lot of people are online in real life um, just constantly putting out a list of what they want from a male or female and I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to talk about the male the women that put out the criteria for a man so in a sense in essence we're talking about the woman uh, making her criteria for a man a husband so the reason why I'm saying this is because while you're making that list you know gotta realize these are real human beings have you prepared yourself to be the woman that would be the woman to deserve that man or be able to maintain a relationship with that man because the list should not include he has to have the bag I mean yes we would want him to be employed um but if she's constantly putting lists out and she has a complaint list of he can't have this and he can't do that and then you know and she wants a gentleman versus a manly man of being macho but she doesn't desire to be a woman of God or desire to be one that cooks and cleans and maintains a home for a family. Because if you're a good woman and he's a good man, there are going to be good children coming along. And we want to have the right woman and man in place. And, you know, glad I said that because a position. I want you to be in a position to receive your spouse. And I'm saying this for both men and women. Um, because a man is the one to pursue. So if he's not in the right place to receive his wife, both spiritually, mentally, you know, but let's say also physically, so all three of those things, he has to be in the right place to pick a wife. The woman has to be in the right place to be picked. It's like a gardener and his flower. You know, how is he going to pick the flower if he's in the wrong garden? Or how, you know, if he's in in a field of weeds? You know, how will she be picked if she looks like all the other flowers? If she's not different with her own look, her own thoughts, her own spiritual awakeness. Like, nobody wants a clone. And beware if somebody does want a clone. 
because that means if he is tired of you, he can get the next one that looks just like you. So you should be aware of people who are not open to a woman with her own look, her own style, her own presence. So the other thing I wanted to speak on is that, you know, you're basically out here wanting things fast. You want you want microwave meals that taste like they've been cooked from scratch and hovered over you know in the oven for hours. You just can't have both. Because a hot pocket meal is going to taste like a hot pocket meal. A home cooked meal that took love and time blood and sweat tears you know you're slaving over a stove you're gonna tell the difference and you're gonna appreciate that you know you're gonna appreciate the work that went into it Um, these fast relationships they end as fast just as fast you don't want that you don't want the quickness you know because like I said they end just as quickly and you end up devastated because you you lived an entire whirlwind romance that means you you went through all the stages that other people take years to do but you did it in a speed date move you know you did it so fast you don't even know what what wrong you can't even put your finger on it it's a blur so I didn't have any particularness about the verses except for the fact that you cannot have what your parents had or your aunt and uncle had or your favorite television family had unless you're willing to put in the work unless you're willing to sacrifice unless you're willing to take accountability for your wrongs unless you're willing to know what you really want you can't just want what people tell you is a good thing to have it may be good for them it may not be good for you. And that's a fact. And so I do want to hear from you guys. I do want to know what you think of it. Um, I, like I said, I didn't get deep into the verses because it's more about these girls um, with the list that they've taken from rappers and different aspects of the internet to say hey this man has to have the bag he has to look the part he has to you know have muscles a six pack he has to be perfect yeah body wise mentally uh, capable um, he has to be able to handle me I'm a whole mess let's stop right there let's address that So you're a whole mess, but you want a perfect person. Because you're not trying to change. So he has to accept 
and tolerate your mess? What pedestal are you sitting on? And why? Why are you sitting on a pedestal? And why do you have a list of things that he has to do when you haven't even done the basics for yourself? Think about it. You have to work on your mind, your spirit, your body, your soul, your future. What is it that makes you you exempt from these lists that you've created for others? I mean, we can call it um, a woman's worth. But again, why are you exempt from working on yourself? Why does this man have to jump through hoops and be perfect? Guys, I'm going to cut it off right there. I don't really want to get into it that deeply because I already know the calls and texts that are going to come with this. But I do want to say to you guys, feel free because everybody has an opinion and that's okay. Call me at 919-768-2486 or text that same number, guys. Hope you have a great evening. I had fun until the next time. Welcome back, guys. It's time with T and I and T with a little T in my cup. Let's go ahead and get our numbers out the way. You can reach us here at 919-768-2486. That's 919-768-2486. You can text or call and ask questions or answer questions that you might hear on this episode. We can also be reached for any domestic violence concerns. 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233 or Texas at 733-433. Okay, guys, what today's episode is about is, well, it's about time. It's about time somebody address the issues of, you know, um, femininity and masculinity. Um, Where are we with that? Um, biblically speaking, it would says that the women will be more like men and the men will be more like women. And we're probably more into that now than we've ever been as are foreseen by the dress codes, hair codes, different things like that. Um, my take on some of it is just versatility does not necessarily identify a person's uh, sexual preference. Um, but People are judges of people. Um, it's natural that we both, male and female, have feminine and masculine ways. And depending on how you were raised, that can be an issue. Um, especially um, if you're um, in a family where there's not the both parents represented, 
So if you're a male around a lot of females, you may portray a lot of female characteristics. And this can become a problem when you're interacting with other females, uh, even if it's not on the romantic level, even if it's in the workplace. You may tend to, you know, cling with the women and gossip with the women or, you know, just have a lot more in common with the women than you do with the men. And in many cases, that can create problems within itself. But my biggest concern today is not that type of effect, but the fact that, you know, one, it's ongoing. So your children are going to kind of be confused, too, as to you know, what's what. Um, In ideal world, I would say that we would probably all kind of portray a little bit of everything and, you know, almost be like a a world where we're asexual or unisex or just not really concerned about having sexual identities attached to jobs or careers. I mean, like, when I say jobs, I mean like within the household, like you take out the trash, you're the man or, but you know, there is an order to this, uh, a natural order to this that has nothing to do with what we think. And that's what the creator's plan was for the male and the female in the family dynamics. So, you know, regardless of our opinions, I'm not trying to erase anyone's cause I still have mine. Um, it was already predestined. What was God's plan for Adam is, is my big question today. Um, that is a question that we can only speculate about because the plan was interrupted. But if you know, biblically speaking, how God operates, then you know that no thing that he has planned or no word that he has put out will return to him void. His will will be done. So, you know, in spite of our struggles, um, I think uh, with the breakup of the family, of the African family, um, through slavery and the male being um, dominated by his master and humiliated by his master. And many times people don't speak on this, but not only was the uh, female raped by the um, master, but the males were sodomized as well. And this uh, created a lot of problems um, with identity. And, you know, this happens in prison. This happens in any oppressed state. So when you meet a person at face value, things can look one whole way. And in reality, this person is a survivor of something totally different. So, when people put their heart and soul into their works, it's it's coming from a place of experience. And we have to realize that, you know, not everybody is having the same life experience that you are. You know, you're, everything looks the same, you know, from the outward appearance, but we're having different experiences simultaneously. So that's why it's so important to get yourself right. Not so much as worry what the other person is doing. Pick up that mirror and look in it. 
and, and self-assess. You guys know I speak of this all the time because I know that the narcissist cannot self-assess. Everything that's going on wrong is because of somebody else and what they need to do when the actual person that they need to challenge is the man in the mirror. That is their competition. Being a better person today than they were yesterday, even if it's by hair, you know. But the thing about it is we're not going to be able to help people help themselves because those people that won't look at themselves and assess themselves will not never be able to be helped. But what we can do is control our reaction to those people, which is mostly none. But also, we can control ourselves as much as possible to get ourselves in alignment with what is and should be. Now, there's people out here that believe there's a such thing as love at first sight. Uh, I believe in infatuation. I believe in the laws of attraction. I believe that a man and a woman can be attracted to each other, even temporarily. If, you know, it was something about the way you smiled or walked. But those things are so superficial. And those things are nothing to, you know, get all around about and think, oh, well, this could be a relationship. Or this could be, you know, something even more important. Like, um, we could we could get married. We could have children. No, that's not a foundation. That's not even an inkling of what you need to have a marriage. And through trial and error, I can tell you a lot of things. You know, I would like to be on the other side of that educated, education thing that I... Um, heeded the words of the wise and I you know I watched my aunts and uncles in their marriages and I saw things that I didn't have to experience I didn't have to make those same mistakes you don't have to make all of the mistakes um, but that then I made my own and then there was mistakes that I made because I thought I could do better than they did in the same situation and didn't have any better tools than they did So it's all about applying yourself, uh, educating yourself, and having the tools, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, to do what you need to do. So how do you attract the person that you want? You just got to live your life and be that person. If if I, you know, you know, you know, I don't believe that two people are ever going to be identical in social views, uh, political views, um religious views um, to the point where they're Siamese twins. They're answering questions, you know, and finishing each other's questions. No, I believe that they're going to be a diverse package, but they're going to complement one another in a way that's like, wow, what a couple. And it's, and a lot of people refer to it as opposites attract. Uh, it could be that too, a little bit in, in some of the issues that they have. You know, um, they're actually opposites. And that can be a problem and that could be a challenge. I, I look at it as a challenge. So what I'm talking about today is how are you going to position yourself for that person that you want? Well, again, first of all, identify that in yourself. Are you that person? Are you that person? You know, and then, you know, be real clear about it. You know, what 
what you will and won't be able to, you know what I'm saying, deal with in a relationship. So don't even, you know, put yourself in a situation where you cannot, absolutely cannot stand something that's very important to you. That's like, I don't know, it's like pulling teeth from (laughs) a running cat or something. You know, make yourself um, available for that type of person. Make yourself pleasant for that type of person. And show yourself in a way that, you know, you're not being that frigid person or that overly judgmental person that has something negative to say about everything. Listen, listen, ladies. Men, listen to your language. If you're constantly putting other women down about their dress, their appearance, their style, or anything, even if it's very inappropriate stuff, it's not appropriate for you to say anything. I know, I know. It sounds a little hypocritical, but honestly, if you think about it, you know, it makes sense because this is the type of stuff that runs people away from the church. People are coming with what they know how to do, dress the way they know how to dress, and maybe they haven't had an auntie to tell them that that was not appropriate for church or a mother like you had or a father like you had to tell them. When God has blessed you with many things, you have many responsibilities to others to show that same grace and mercy, to show them love and coveredness. Cover her. If you don't cover another woman, and see that, and then they, they wonder why these same men that go to church with these holy women have sex with these other women that are uncovered. Because their heart goes out to it. Now, now, now don't get me to it. Don't get it twisted. You know, he's wrong and he's sinful when he does this. But sometimes men get entangled with their heart too. And their heart goes out to a woman that's uncovered. Because just like it's our nature to nurture, it's their nature to protect. And this is something that you haven't really thought about. But God is showing me that you will not, you will not ridicule the least of his just because you think you're covered in a special way. He will take your covering and your covering will be shared. And I'm not saying that God is doing this. I'm just saying that God would allow certain things just for you to see it. It's that important. Guys, you know me. I don't talk a whole long time when, when I come on here. I'm excited because um, on the 6th... Uh, let me calculate. Um, on... Um, <laughs> July the 6th, yes, um, at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, we have an exclusive interview with the lovely Tracy White. She's out of Winchester, Virginia, and she's the author of, coming up, a ninth book. Um, she's an urban author, and all of her stories are real to life, you know, uh, nonfiction books, um, She's uh, basically telling stories about her brother, relationships, um, her neighborhood. You know, her story is being told uh, from 
what makes Tracy Tracy. Um, her rearing her kids alone as a single mother. <clears throat> I'm just excited, guys. I hope you um, get a chance to listen in. Like I said, that's Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The lovely Tracy White talking about her newest upcoming book. Going to be released soon. This will be book number nine. I'm excited. I'm all for, you know, sister love, uh, queen to queen. And we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about relationships as well, of course. But, yeah, I just want to give Tracy her time to shine. She's also a screenwriter, a, a ghostwriter. Uh, she's she's amazing. And um, we both dabble in some of the same things. I do a little bit of that as well. And we're going to put our heads together and we're going to do some projects together. This is what I've been asking God for. Somebody who's willing to uh, come together. Because, see, the enemy does not like unions. You know, he, when he when they attack in demon form, they attack in legions. And when they try to um, dismantle the church, they divide to conquer. And they know that when we come together, that we're a great force. And only uh, people that are narcissistic or not likely to serve God in the proper way will want to always shine um, on a pedestal alone. You have to be sharing and caring in, in this world. There's a lot going on and we have a lot of work to do. So the trivial stuff, let's leave that on the, you know, let's leave that for the comedians and the clowns. Guys, I have enjoyed this. We went over my time about one minute, but that's it for us. Time with T. Till next time. Okay, guys, it's time with T. And I am T with a little tea in my cup. We're back for another episode. We're in season three now. This is episode two. Guys, um, last episode, we spoke about marriage about whether or not marriage is for everyone and if it is for you or something you desire, when was the proper time to get married? We didn't get as much feedback and stuff as we'd like and our people on standby didn't get with us, but I did get some um, texts to come in later and questions and stuff we will address today. Um, We wanted to talk, you know, basically about the fact that I think we're in different times. We always talk about how God's time, um, God's rules and how he looks at marriage and, and, you know, it's an honorable union, you know, it's a holy union. It's, you know, he doesn't want us to defile our bed and all this type of thing. So going into it, you don't go into it lightly. So you know that it's going to be work. And we did speak about the fact, okay, Jesus did not marry. You know, he had, he came here. He was on a mission. Um, There will be nuns. There will be monks that won't marry. They have dedicated their life to God in those ways as well as a a sacrifice, as well as a dedication um, to be more focused on just God's works. Now, 
the the family getting married and having children is just in, just as important as the other works. But again, there's a more focus on God himself because you're not distracted. And life already gives us a lot of distractions. So we did speak about whether or not that marriage may even be for you. Um, Not even for the spiritual side of it, but just in general, some people may not want to share their life with someone. They may see more value in traveling and their freedom to come and go. You know, maybe these people don't necessarily, you know, want to answer to anyone, you know. And so when it comes to a marriage, it is a union, a holy union, and uh, allegedly <laughs> with a defy, undefiled bed and a mission to be a, more of a couple, like a power couple uh, in a business arrangement, which just happens to be sealed with love. And um, to go into things with mutual goals, of course, with your individual goals as well. Not to, you know, lose focus of the individual. But I will speak for myself. Um, having been married twice, and I don't, uh, I know for a fact, I did not, you know, wait for God to give me the okay, um, go into it with the biblical knowledge that I had about what marriage was. And I was still in the first situation, the first marriage, young myself, and not really knowing, just thinking, okay, he believes in God. I believe in God. He he likes me. I like him. He wants a family. You know, he's a nice guy. Thinking that I have some really basic areas covered that we could make this work keyword we could make this work not really knowing one two three four i'm looking at the time i always give um notice to uh linear times but i know that um he's a military man i was in college that sounded good on paper but he was very very jealous and he didn't want me finish college as if me being out of college while he's over in Germany um, would be a good thing for me to be idle and not you know working on a career so we could have money and you know and then <laughs> you know we got all all track you know emotions and everything else swirled and within the first six months we're pregnant and um it's like okay here we go (laughs) and so we jumped into life married life full full fledged you know full throttle but the thing about the second one was I thought I was mature and beyond the silly emotions and you know this man wants to buy a home. Um, I'm ready to be in a home. <laughs> and, you know, when I really got into that and realized the differences that we had, it was way worse than the two young people who were kind of having the same problems, just different pages. We were on the same, we were not on the same problems. We are not on the same page. We are not even in the same book. And 
with a beautiful home and a, a fat mortgage. Nothing, none of that mattered because we lived as two individuals. Like we rarely saw us together anywhere. I don't even think we really liked each other in the end. But anyway, so that was two marriages for me that were not ideal or not even close to um, uh, what I thought marriage should be. So I haven't given up on the fact of marriage. I really must have believed in the Institute of Marriage. And, and, you know, in hindsight, I'm looking at probably I did some things for other people, too, as well. Just to, you know, you know, I mean, to keep it a buck. I mean, you're sowing your route. You want to sow some oats. You don't want to do it while not being married. And you don't want to get caught out there. So, you know, that was one factor. And... Just thinking I was grown, you know, just not knowing that this is a big, big bite that you're taking and you're going to bite off more than you could chew. And I did, you know, of course I handled it. I got out of it. But again, there's consequences to our actions, our decisions. So, yes, I moved on from that situation. And like I said, Years down the line, ended up in another marriage. That was not ideal. Now, both times, not following in line of what I know marriage to be and waiting on the Lord to tell me what to do. So anyway, I believe that the Institute of Marriage is there for a purpose. And it's definitely not for everyone. You know, hindsight maybe it's not for me and so even now when I get approached for whatever now I don't get approached as much for anything now but you know if I do I'm all I'm not on guard but I am so protective of my peace and this space that I have right now this freedom to do nothing But I'm so in love with my newly created oasis of, you know, just beautiful flowers and and butterflies and singing canaries. I just, I'm ecstatic that I'm here at a place of peace. And I protect it well. I don't want to lose it. So, um, yeah, I just want you guys to let me know. Is that something you still want? Like, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind somebody putting a ring on my finger and all that. But do I even want to establish housing, house again, like cooking? And, you know, of course, we would establish, you know, that there are no real gender roles here. I mean, we're all here to make this happen. But quite naturally, there's going to be some cooking on both parts and cleaning on both parts, paying of bills on both parts. But you're used to doing all that by yourself. And how do you go from that, that peaceful, I'll do it when I do it, I'll do it if I feel like it, I might not do it today, I don't know, maybe, (laughs) to... Yeah, baby, I need you to do this, and I'm depending on you. How do you go from that to that? 
and yeah because I just think I just want to know if I'm the only one who's kind of like hesitant to even yeah you know you want to meet Mr. Right but you want to be Mrs. Right because that's not going to be right <laughs> if you if you're not Mrs. Right and you meet Mr. Right you're not going to keep him it's not going to happen and it's vice versa so it's going to have to be work on both parts and the old saying is the man's got to really want the woman more I don't know I'm not going to argue with those little by elders but when the man wants it the work goes in and I think part of the reason why they say that is that the woman can be more flexible and understanding of the situation of freedom because sometimes a man does feel more caged than a woman does even though the woman is actually the one caged into the house cleaning and cooking taking care of kids more so and handling the bills somehow the man still feels he's missing something alright guys I'm not going to talk to you too long you know I always keep it 11, 12, 13 minutes but um, I just wanted to let you know that you know we did get you know the questions about you know the gender you know um, you know are you ready to get back into you know playing house again are you ready to give up some of your freedom are you ready to you know change your schedule to where you used to just go get lost at the beach and then call nobody cut your cell phone off I mean does any of this have to change that's a question but I do believe and I'm going to say this and wrap it up that if you're going to go that route and you've been you're not just a newlywed that's 21, 22, 3, 4, 5 but you're a seasoned individual who's been married perhaps maybe not even that but you've been on your own and you've established your own home and you've had your freedom and space but now you want to you want to bring your life with another one's life you're going to compromise just a little bit but you need to establish up front about your days of cell phone off I'm at the beach or I'm somewhere I'll let you know I'm not in distress or dead but don't bother me I'm off the map for about two three hours I think that's reasonable that people need to collect themselves sometimes and get away in this big universe of so many different things lights sounds moods you know energies and you want to just take yourself off the map for a while that is very very healthy self-love and that's something that I do for myself and I can respect anybody that does that for themselves so yes just to answer some people's questions about you know you know are people willing to compromise I mean they were saying that they were not ready and that means it's just like in the beginning when you were gun hole and you were too eager to get married and you jumped in and you found out it was more than you could chew then in hindsight if you got mature and you realized that there was value in being single people don't see the value in being single you must be single 
and learn yourself and enjoy yourself, your freedom, your time, and then you won't feel like you lost something. You, you would, something was taken from you. All right. So, guys, we're not going to talk all day about it, but we got the gist of it. Yes, marriage is not necessarily for everyone. And maybe it is. It's just not the time. But also, that marriage is for some people. Some people live and breathe for marriage. And maybe they would not have, but they found their soulmate. They found each other. And I say found each other because they say the man is supposed to find the woman. But the woman has to be found. So make yourself available. Make yourself, you know, ready. But if it's not the time, let them know. Hey, that sounds good. And then one day I will be ready. But I have to be honest with you. Now it's not a good time. Nothing like communication. Guys, we're at the 15-minute mark. This was Time with T. And I am T with a little tea in my cup. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Till next time. Bye-bye.